Welcome to In The Rising Podcast. My name is Bettina Brown, and this is the platform I've chosen to talk about living a life that's in alignment with your hopes, your dreams, and your goals, and also any life that you feel is honest. And so I did have the pleasure of speaking with Shauna Edwards and Allison Richmond, women of different backgrounds who came together, met one day, and decided to write a book, The Thread Collectors, which talks about that sensitive topic of race, of our own history, and also talks about love. And I believe love rises above all, and they show that it did in this book. But they also show how love connected them as authors, despite their backgrounds and despite the sensitive topics they were talking about. So I'm very honored for you to listen to the authors today. So I'm really honored to to speak with Shauna Edwards and Allison Richmond today on In the Rising podcast, the authors of the newly published The Thread Collectors. And it it is just, I love it. I'm an I'm a nerd. I love to read books and I, I'm excited every time I get to speak author with authors. So thank you so much for being on In the Rising podcast. You're welcome. Thank Thanks for having us. Now, this is also my first time. It's unique to speak with two people at the same time. <laughs> and um, also to have two people be so intimately involved with writing a book. And from what I read here on the history is that you were just friends from the get-go. Is that correct? Can you share a little bit on that? Um, Shana, should I go first on that one and we take turns? Um, yes, we've been friends for over a decade. Um, um, Shauna um, was a practicing corporate attorney. When I met her, I'm married to an attorney and we met at a party and we just really hit it off. And right away, I learned that Shauna had been a literature major at Harvard, and I was, you know, already a novelist. And we just, our friendship began with a mutual love of books. Mm-hmm. And over time, as I said, for over 10 years, Shauna was always my go-to person that I used as a sounding board to, um, you know, when I was, when I was developing one of my novels. Yeah. And Shauna, how did you go from literature? you know, literature major to corporate lawyer? (laughs) Uh, That's a great question, Bettina. Thank you. So I think that I was brought up to think that paths are linear. You know, you go to law school, you become a lawyer and you do that. But back in 2016, I took a leap of faith. I left my role as a lawyer. I became a consultant after doing some traveling for a year. And I think that opened up my mind to say, I don't have to be just one thing. So when we um, had originally conceived of this idea, oh, at least six years ago, but came together to write it in 2020, I had already been used to saying, let me just try something new. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know if it would work or not, and particularly working and writing with someone else, but it's been a joyous ride, I would say. Well, thank you for sharing that, that this has been an idea that you had given birth to years ago. And the process of starting, because yes, a lot of that linear thinking is how people are raised. And we're now learning that you can grow horizontally and just be as happy with that. And I don't mean like, but not necessarily up the corporate ladder, Mm -hmm. um, but to to really grow and expand um, and leave a footprint with that. So you had this conversation. I like this. I like this. How did the idea of a historical fiction South, where did these topics come up? Why was this a passion project for you? Um, well, I'll, I'll start off because I think the original idea when I, when I met Shauna for drinks in 2017, when she'd already left 
corporate law. I had had these like the first seeds of a novel in my head. I had recently just seen the PBS documentary by Rick Burns, um, burying this, well, it's called Death in the Civil War. And I was really moved by the spotlight he's shown on the Black Union soldiers. You know, 180,000 Black men fought in the in in the Civil War on the Union side. And their stories were basically erased from history. Mm-hmm. And so in this documentary, it showed how these men were, you know, aside from other responsibilities, forced to sort of bury their 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 white compatriots. And that sometimes maps were created where um men had been buried in the hope that their loved ones would learn where their their bodies were entombed. And I have a civil war kind of history. I have two great, great, great uncles who fought in the civil war. One who was a musician in the um, 31st Regiment of New York, while his brother um, fought on the in the 29th Regiment of Mississippi. Um, both Jewish, both immigrants to the United States. And I was sort of fascinated by how the moral and philosophical divide of something as horrific as slavery could permanently divide a family forever because I have no contact with my Southern roots. And so I spoke to Shauna about this, like, could there be a way to create a novel where unexpectedly there's this perhaps a friendship between a Black Union soldier and a white Union soldier and something happens on the battlefield where a map is created of where a body might be. And Shauna, right away, I'm going to pass the torch to her so she can say something. Right away in 2017, sort of started. I I said, well, what if the black soldier, because he's not not going to be able to write at that time, right? How do you preserve that knowledge of where the body might be? What if he took it to his beloved and she embroidered something? Mm -hmm. Textiles have always been important in my family. Like I have quilts that my grandmother and my great-grandmother made together. And also that idea that the Black soldier is not just the cause that brings the two white, you know, beloveds together, but that he has his own life, his own backstory. And so it was just this symbiotic um, building on the story. But that was back in 2017 or so. Um, We didn't think it was time to write that book. I don't even know that I was in the headspace where I would have been brave enough to say, Allison, let's write this book together. Um, But then fast forward to 2020. (laughs) And there there was some time with that. And what I read is you're also a native Louisianian. (laughs) I am. I'm a native Louisianian. I was born and raised in New Orleans. And so when you are a Black Southerner, um, it's impossible to escape the impact of the Civil War. I would argue that it's impossible for any of us in America to escape the impact of the Civil War, but it's it's very present, right? Like that history, you round the corner and it's there. Um, So when we decided to do this book, it was really important for me to place it in a city that I know and I love. And the other interesting thing about New Orleans is it's very cosmopolitan and diverse, even in the 1800s. You had people who were free Black, um, where we have characters in our novel who are free Blacks. And I don't know that people understood at that time that not all Black people were enslaved. We have people who are of mixed race heritage. There are Native Americans. Like There's such a melting pot. And that allowed us to bring a richer texture to our novel to place it in New Orleans. Yes. And I, I have been to New Orleans and I, um, I am biracial. I am Caucasian and Black in one. And I have a lot of fairness. I'm very fair, obviously. <laughs> so to, to have that experience and live in the South, and that's what this book also drew me into, 
because you do walk back into where the history is alive. And some of that history is in a positive way and some of it is not. And that was my first experience of literally walking to some way where you're, you're walking into a culture, but some of that culture is still living and embodying something decades long and a hundred, you know, over 150 years ago is still alive and well. And to, to see the people that still are building that connection and friendship, regardless of what the skin color is, that is not everyone around the world, around the country, but just to see that. And I think that connection we can build with what, how we're similar because we are so much more similar than we are separate and different. How did you feel you could really build build upon the similarities, even the similarities in pain with, with your book and, and using that experience? Well, I think one of the first things that we also discussed, I think, was the sense that we wanted to make sure that the two Black Union soldiers were musicians, that there was something that could, it was connective tissue between these new men that could bridge um, this unexpected friendship. So I think, right, Shauna, early on, we were like, okay, music is going to be something that tethers them. And that is this language that, that, you know, is between these two men. And we're going to explore how against the backdrop of war, something as soulful as music can not just be the genesis of a relationship, but be something that sustains it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. And I think there was a commitment from both of us to be honest in the novel and honest with ourselves, because I don't think you can have a foundation to build on unless you have trust. Um, so early on, I will say that, that Allison, um, she had said something and I'll, I'll take the episode from her, but we were sitting in Bryant Park. It was our first real writing day and it was Juneteenth. So Bettina, you can imagine the emotions that were going through me embarking on this new venture, embarking on it with a good friend, but also a white woman at a time when there was an incredible racial strife. And we're gonna talk about one of the most divisive racial episodes in history. Um, and she said to me, you know, I was raised to be colorblind. And I think I've said the most honest thing I've ever said to one of my white female friends. And I said, I won't write this book with you if you can't see my color. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I think that being able to just like be completely raw and have our characters be completely raw and include some episodes in the book, particularly around um, the brutality of slavery. Um, random acts of violence, particularly when there is class-based jealousy, all of these things we we really wanted to highlight. Dark, but also the light, right? Like, as Allison said, there is love, there is music, there is culture, there is family, right? There's a great relationship between sisters, and all of that helps transcend the everyday um, backdrop of the Civil War. Yes, yeah. And I, I really appreciate your honesty with that story. And and what a lot of people tell me is that, yes, they feel this need to create a book, but really having a conversation through a book, through a story, we are we put our guards down. We can we can enjoy that and still be open to history and open to um, to your history. I can't deny what your experience is. I cannot deny what the character's experience is, but it also gives me a chance to evaluate and be open and not, oh, this is an attack. You have to think this. <laughs> you finished this book. What would you say would be one thing that changed about you or how you grew just from the the co-authorship of this experience? 
Do you want to go first on it? Like... <laughs> uh, well, I, I think we kind of already spoke about it, Bettina. I, the idea that as a Black woman, a Southern Black woman, frankly, a dark Southern Black woman, because there are plenty of people in my family who are far lighter than me, and I was raised in a place where colorism is alive and well, but that I could have a story to tell and put it out there and it would be well received. Um, that has given me all the confidence in the world to think about other ways to open up those conversations of bringing people together. So that has been huge for me. And for me, this process has been so unique because, you know, previously, every time I wrote a book, the dialogue in my head of what the characters were going to, to, to be doing was a solitary experience. Mm -hmm. And one where I was responsible for making all the choices of where the car characters went um, with the story. But having a co-partner like Shauna, every decision we made for the characters was something that we talked about very deeply and often profoundly. You know, there, there's a scene in the book when um, a little black girl in Louisiana is giving directions to a white woman of where to go to find something. And in the first pass of the pages, I had described this black little girl, you know, girl describing very vividly the directions and the white response of the woman saying, you know, she was surprised that, you know, the girl knew the way so well. And Shauna said, well, why are you surprised? Are you surprised that she was smart? And I, I didn't mean that at all, but it made me focus on the word choices that I was making and how I was, you know, painting the picture of this little black girl. And that consciousness that Shauna made me bring to writing those characters, you know, will for have forever changed me. I think going forward, even if it's not in a book that I write with Shauna, it's like, you know, it's a pause in the writing process where you say every word matters of how you're painting this character. Yes. I know right before we got on and it'll be the last question that you wanted to leave a legacy behind um, mm -hmm. with this. Describe in a sentence or so what legacy you you hope and your goal is to leave behind? And I'll ask you both that. Well, I will say that the legacy that I hope to leave behind is that um, love and creativity and friendship and finding shared purpose and connection can transcend even the darkest of times. Um, and this is the second sentence, but I think at times we feel now we're in some pretty dark times. So if someone would pick up the thread collectors, read it and find something in there that would make their current life better, that would be amazing. Yes, and, and for me, I, I feel that the thread collectors as, as a book is sort of a testament of not just one writer's soul on the page, but two writer's souls and the and their histories of their families that they wanted to bring to writing that, you know, you know the people who came before us who had so many challenges coming to America and who the people who supported them um, when they got here and those sort of those beautiful unexpected friendships friendships that helped sustain us. I think it's it's a book that we wanted to show the universal bonds that connect us and. To me, I think, and I think I can speak for Sean as well, we couldn't think of a better legacy project than that. You know, there are things in life that are worth it, but they're definitely difficult. And writing a book is one of those difficult things. Writing a book with someone else just ups the ante. And what I really, really enjoyed about this interview is that you could see the, the mutual respect that they had for one another, for each other's accomplishments and also view of life. And what they both sat down and agreed upon was to be seen by one another. And I did love the statement that Shauna had, you know, I can't write this book with you unless you see my color, but I can also understand 
where Allison came from, where she was raised to see people for their insides and not their color. And those are both experiences that are true to those individuals, but they were with someone that they could reflect upon a different way of looking. And as a biracial person, as Caucasian and Black myself, it was a different way of looking at it from someone who is African-American and someone who is Caucasian. I am both. I can only look at the scope of life through that lens because it's the only experience that I have. And so it was also enlightening and opening for me. And ultimately, this is what I came came away with. We want to be seen and we want to be heard. And that does not mean that you have to put someone else down. It does not mean you have to destroy their reputation. It does not mean that you have to take someone else out for you to be seen. But it does mean that you can stand and rise in your own space and confidence, kind of a power pose to say, here I am. This is me. See me the way I am. And I believe that's what these authors discovered in a bigger way about themselves. And they definitely came together to write a fantastic book. So I encourage you to go out and, and read it and be open to your own way of how you want to be seen and how others want to be seen as well. So thank you so much for being here with me today, because you know what? Time is something we don't get back ever. And if you like this podcast, go ahead and share it on any platform that you'd like. And also what I'd ask for you humbly is to leave this a review, an honest review, so that it can expand and be further in the hands and ears of those that can make a difference for. You can find me on intherising.com or you can email me at bettina at intherising.com. And until next time, let's keep building one another up.